Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Learn to feed yourself. What do I mean by that? Well, in a day where we have in the United States of America a basic abundance of the Word of God, it is available everywhere in all kinds of formats. We can uh, go on the internet, we can download apps to our smartphones, we can go into bookstores and find many versions of the Holy Scriptures. It is everywhere. And then, on top of that, there are commentaries, there are books written about the Word of God. There is just an abundance of the Word of God available in America. By the way, that's not so in many other countries around the world. They are starving for the Word of God. And so, I am speaking primarily to people who are blessed with this abundance And when I say learn to feed yourself, I am talking about learn to read and study and interpret the Word of God for yourself. In order to do that, there are some things that we need to know. I believe we need to start at the very beginning, and that would be this. God's Word is divinely inspired. You have to believe that when you approach the Word of God to study it. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Verse 17, So that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. And in the context, the man of God, he was talking to young Pastor Timothy, but that applies to all of us. We can be adequately equipped by the Word of God. God's Word is inspired. That... Uh, passage there in the original Greek, literally, theonoustos is the Greek. It's Theo is God, noustos is breathed. It is breathed out of the mouth of God. So, if that is true, then therefore it is infallible. It, it cannot be destroyed. It, it cannot be wrong. It is inerrant. There are no errors in the original writings, none whatsoever, and none that would, in translations uh, down through the uh, ages, that would affect major doctrines. It is authoritative. If it is breathed out of the mouth of God, it carries the very authority of God. And it's sufficient. It is sufficient for for salvation and for growth in in salvation, for for sanctification, and we read that. It is adequate to equip us, the Scripture said there in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And we have to understand that we are saved through the message of Scripture. We, we, we cannot be saved apart from the message of Scripture. First Peter chapter 1, we are, we are in the process of studying through First Peter. First uh, Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says this, For you have been born again not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable, that is, through the living and enduring Word of God. And then Romans chapter 10 Verse, uh, verse 17 uh, t- tells us that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It takes the Word of God to give us the message of salvation so that we can be saved. And then, according to John chapter 17, verse 17, and that is the, um, uh, the, the high priestly prayer of Jesus that he prayed the night of his death, 
uh, we are told that we are sanctified through Scripture. John 17, 17 says, Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify means to be set apart. And that is that ongoing process of being set apart from sin to righteousness, being set apart to grow in the uh, image of Jesus Christ. And so we grow through Scripture. We also have to understand that God blesses us with teachers. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 uh, talks about the gift that God gives of pastors and teachers or pastor teachers. And so God blesses us with teachers and they and we all need teachers. All of us need teachers. I need a teacher. Uh, and, and other pastors and preachers need teachers. We all need teachers uh, to help us to understand the scriptures. But beyond that, and listen to this. God wants us to be teachers. In Hebrews chapter 5, and I don't have time to explain the entire context, but uh, Hebrews chapter 5, uh, verse number 12, it says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. Now, again, uh, the writer of the Hebrews there was talking to, to uh, Hebrew people that were uh, we, uh, swaying back and forth about whether or not to truly accept Christ. And, and he is uh, telling them that they need to move on to the meat of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But... He says you ought to be teachers. The Lord wants us as believers to know the Word of God so that we can pass it on to others. Not all of us have the gift of teaching standing in front of people. There is a gift of teaching, but uh, we all should be able to, pass, to know the Word of God enough to pass it on to others. And, and in that light, God wants us to examine the Scriptures for ourselves. In Acts chapter 17, Paul talks about uh, uh, the people at Berea, the Berean believers. And in verse 11 of Acts 17, he says, Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. And so, uh, Paul is saying here, the more noble-minded Bereans, more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, they were the ones that opened the Scriptures and they examined them daily to see for themselves whether those things are so. So, you know, God gives us teachers. And there are many teachers out there or people that claim to be teachers, but God wants us to examine the Scriptures for ourselves to understand it. Um, look, you know, when, when I was born... Way back in the Dark Ages in 1955, uh, for the first little while of my life, um, I was fed milk out of a bottle. And, and it was very appropriate for me as a baby to be fed milk by my mother out of a bobble, bottle. But there came a time when I started eating baby food. And then from there, I went on to, to uh, uh, big people food, to adult food. And, and eventually, eventually the time came when I picked up a knife and a fork and I cut that steak up and I ate steak for myself. And my mommy wasn't there feeding me steak as a 20-something-year-old young man. Uh, I fed myself the steak. And you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from there. God wants us to move off of the milk... He wants us to move off of having to be fed every week by, uh, uh, and relying solely on that. 
solely on someone else putting the bottle in our mouth. God wants us to get to the point where we are able to pick up the knife and the fork for ourselves and dig into the stake because the Word of God is a sumptuous meal and it's there to strengthen us so that we can then go out and, and be active uh, in, in obe- obeying, being obedient to the Scriptures. And so God wants us to do that. He wants us to, to feed ourselves, learn to feed ourselves. Now there are principles that we need to apply in... in um, feeding ourselves, in studying the scriptures. Uh, we, there are tools that need to be used in feeding, in feeding ourselves as we interpret the scriptures, as we dig into the scriptures. And these principles uh, are just like anything else. If you're going to uh, study any book, there are, there's a certain way to approach that book. Let me just mention a few of them. And on this podcast, there's no way I could go into all the detail. Uh, There's a whole class. It's called a a class on hermeneutics, the principles of interpretation that can be taken. And and I'm willing to share with you at the end of the podcast a way that you can uh, get more information. But let me just quickly give a couple of those principles. First of all, when we study the Word of God, we've got to consider the author's original intention. And so if you're studying, for example, the book of Romans, uh, you know that Paul wrote that book, and what? Who was he writing to? What was the uh, the historical setting, the geographical setting? What was the culture of that day in which he is writing? What was the political background? There, there are questions that need to be uh, answered in order to to fully appreciate and understand that book. So consider the author's original attention. Who was he writing to? Why was he writing to them? Uh, what was he trying to get across to? To, to them in writing that particular passage of Scripture. A second principle is consider the context. Uh, you don't want to take things out of context. People, You don't want your words to be taken out of context and misused, and we don't want to take... Uh, the Word of God out of context. You know, I jokingly say, I can prove to you, you need to hang yourself. The Scriptures say, Judas went and hanged himself. And there's another Scripture that says, go and do thou likewise. So, you put those two Scriptures together, you prove that you're to hang yourself. But, you know, they're two separate Scriptures in two separate contexts that have that have nothing to do with each other. Now, that is a ridiculous example, but people do less ridiculous examples and they twist the Scriptures because they don't consider the context. And then, Interpret the scripture literally where it can be interpreted literally. Understanding that there are obvious symbols and parables and poetry. There are places in the word of God where uh, an exact literal word for word interpretation is not correct. But but generally speaking, God's word is not some kind of a symbolic uh, spiritual thing that you just kind of go and give your own meaning however you feel like. It, there is a literal interpretation. Another wonderful principle is let scripture interpret scripture. The best interpreter of Scripture is Scripture. On the last podcast, I talked uh, about uh, 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 the Scripture says, baptism now saves you. And, and, and obviously, water baptism doesn't save you, but you go to other Scriptures that help to interpret that Scripture. And, and it's something that you learn to do. And, and another one in, in light of what I just said is interpret obscure passages by clear ones. There are some passages that, just like that one, that, that could be confusing if you don't learn to interpret it with the more clear ones. For example, we're saved by grace through faith alone and not of works. And so that right there tells us that we don't need to be baptized to be saved. Uh, that's interpreting an obscure scripture with a clear scripture. 
Scripture. But finally, I want to say this. We have to understand that it is saving faith and the Holy Spirit that, that we need in order to truly understand the Word of God. You see, those that are not saved, that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, their eyes are spiritually blinded. They may be very intelligent, more intelligent than us. Uh, in many cases, but their eyes are spiritually blinded. We need to know the Lord Jesus and have the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us. Well, that's just a quick little um, uh, summary, but there's so much more to this. And if you would like to get more information, contact me. Contact me at the email address, sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, sharingrealhope at gmail.com. If you send me an email, I'll be glad to send you back some links of some places you can start to study this in more detail. I hope that you are learning to feed yourself from the wonderful Word of God. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.